Joel Wants Love, episode 187. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Loren. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. feel like it's funnier if we don't explain it, but Joel wanted love and now his is recorded and it'll be out there forever. So he got the most Anytime he's feeling sad, he can just go to episode right. 187. Which is the code for police murder, is it not? Yes. <laughs> I, know no. yeah. I know that because of a movie. I know that because of my childhood. Yeah. We had what? different childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not, I wasn't involved I, in any, clearly. I didn't grow up in Esteban. How so. do you? Because <laughs> nice I grew up with a lot of like rap music. 90s rap? It was all about the one. Oh, okay. Okay. I just right? thought it, you lived in a rough neighborhood way no, down, was, way down South in Saskatchewan. It's about as normal <laughs> of a neighborhood as this continent probably has. <laughs> a gentle little crescent in a small community. A in Saskatchewan. Like it was pretty, it was pretty fantastic. Actually, the childhood was just peachy, but I listened to the, to the shit out of like NWA and I don't know. There's yeah. songs called Cop Killers and stuff. Like, I it was like really dark. See why you just really to that, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Just like just a, so relatable. Yeah. A lot of aggression to get <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, you're really feeling it. A lot I'm of just aggression. so angry with my like <laughs> near perfect life. Yeah. yeah. I was so upset. What do you mean I have to go to <laughs> hockey practice? <laughs> Who are you people? Unfair childhood. Anyway, um, so Bryce. Let's just get to you it. Want to get like, to it? I, I don't know. Okay, well, let's get to it. Do you guys know what super tasters are? No, no, no. Okay, so super tasters are people that have more taste buds genetically than other people. I can promise you, I didn't think it was a person that you were describing when you said a super yeah, taster. I thought it was like a thing. Nope. So all of my kids are super tasters. They won't eat <laughs> like anything you make them. This super might be tasters. why I went to uh, Amazon of all places and got super taster test strips. The last thing I had from Amazon that I ate was awful. So no thanks. What was it? Uh, hot chip. Remember that time you just. Oh yeah. We just found, I that, found video. that video today, by the way. Did you? I did. It's awful. How, why, and why. Can you reach these shit? So no. what else have you ever. Hold on. I got to reach. <laughs> I, no, I can't reach. Um, Don't you have people for this? The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Got two producers now. Still can't get shit done for us. Ah. Do I have to hold? Um, yeah, the last thing that I would relate to this that I ordered from Amazon was those M berries. This is oh, very yeah. similar to and that. And those are awesome. If you ever have ever tried, have you, did you try them? Turns yeah, you did. I did try those. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Uh, so they're those little pills that are derived from like a, some sort of berry. Like they're all natural and you put them in your mouth and let them melt and they basically reverse your, your taste buds. Yes. Like they like make sour things taste super sweet and sweet things taste sour and hot things taste not hot and whatever else. And so... We talked about this not too long ago. The lemons. You lemons take those so berries good. and so, eat a lemon so like you'd eat an orange. And it's un, like, think about like super sweet lemonade. That's what it tastes like. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They're it's cool. amazing. So what's this shit all So about? this, if you're a super taster, will be almost so bitter, you won't even be able to keep it in your mouth. Like gag worthy? Yes. And if How you're not, dragged into this if shit? you're not, it won't taste like anything. What side do I put down? It doesn't matter. Smell. Does it dissolve or do we take this out? You take it out. It's just paper. <laughs> what happens if I eat it? Nothing. Speaking Ready? of childhood, how much paper did you eat? Lots. Yeah, right? A lot. This I was like, nothing. Oh, Shane, yeah. just leave it on your tongue. Sometimes I would have a whole piece of loose leaf. When you grew up poor, I'd be hungry. <laughs> that's what you so were eating. Eat. Shane was in the neighborhood where they killed people, and I was just, <laughs> I was just really hungry, so I ate paper. Yeah. Okay, so you just stick this on your tongue? I need a straw. Just put it in your mouth. Just put it in your mouth. All right, I'm in. Go. Mm. Like it's a bit bitter for sure. It's a bit bitter. Yeah, like not so bad that I want. Guy <laughs> kind of like can't even. It's just paper. It's just paper. Yeah, but it's for sure bitter. Like it's for sure got a like a bit of a nasty. It's got taste a little bitter, bitter taste. It's in. not like eating that Swedish fish. I don't think Kyler can handle it. But you're supposed to taste nothing if you're. Well, not nothing. So am I a super taster? No. But you said if I did, if but I tasted it, anything, it'd be so bitter you couldn't even. Keep like Wade still got it on his tongue. <laughs> you taste nothing. Yeah, like I definitely it. want to wash it down. I taste that much. I've moved it around and I put it on the tip of my tongue and, and the back nothing? of my tongue. Yeah, of course oh, I taste like a bit, like a little bit. Yeah, but it's like, slightly bitter. Yeah. So most, do you guys like uh, cilantro? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, 
Most people who don't like cilantro, do you like cilantro? He, he can't even eat it. Right. Because so he's a super, super taster. taster. So that just happened? Did we just witness a super taster? You yeah. spit that thing he can't even He can't even put it on his... <laughs> Why don't we get him a mic at some point? Well, so the I was trying to. You're not close enough. I can hardly even hear you. And I'm right here. The very first time I tried cilantro, I hated it. So I really like cilantro. I love cilantro. Because I got it on a... I ordered a sub, right? And then it was like... I don't know. The lady that was making this up was like, would you like some cilantro? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll try that. And then this is my very first time eating it. And she took a handful of oh, it yeah. and put it on there. So I it was awful. I thought I was going to puke. I don't know that I'd want it on a sub though. Like I, I like it on like, like salsa. Yeah. Or like, like taco Fish. dishes or like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Or like a corn salad, beans, like that, yeah. like Mexican, Mexi flavored kind Tex, of thing. Tex Mexi. Yeah. I don't even know if cilantro is from that cuisine. I think it is. Yeah, but that's where I like it. <laughs> it's from Texaco. Whether it's theirs or not. Yeah. Okay. Well, so now go. I really like it. Now I'll have it on like, yeah, lots of things, but okay. So I'm just a average. You're just an average then. taster. Me yeah, too. That's Anyways, fine. we can bully Kyler into I'm like, average yeah. in a significant number of ways. Cilantro. So now we're just going to hide cilantro in everything we give them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what cilantro I th timbit. thought? Cilantro timbit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I thought was Ooh. funny? Wait, I haven't told you this yet, but speaking of um, being average at everything, um, <laughs> I like <laughs> two dentists this week one for myself and one this morning for and not dentist like an orthodontist and a periodontist like like really serious dentists the guys that are like the extra money dentists. nine Super plaques special. not 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 kidding nine plaques on the wall today i looked at them i was like yeah holy almost come for on. sure one of them's a kindergarten plaque the guy's been just collecting yeah whatever it is right <laughs> kindergarten grade i think eight, one was just grade 12 <laughs> it's like just shut like, up gets number nine it's just a costco membership framed on the wall right exactly. like, come on buddy it, the picture doesn't even look like you anymore <laughs> it's a it's a, it's he's a dentist not an eye doctor so he can just put it across the room and everybody's like wow i got yeah. a lot of plaques over there yeah <laughs> but legit it was a lot of plaques on the wall and they were all from different places and it was like wow this guy's serious anyway uh on tuesday i went to uh periodontist is that what i said it was called that's what you said it was called i don't even know what it does i don't know <laughs> like an oral surgeon oh okay and uh anyway i sit down and it wasn't him it was the the girl that gets that takes pictures and does all the stuff and she's like doing her thing i was there for a few minutes already before she said this but then she like saw my hat sitting on my knee i don't know if she just didn't see it before what she all of a sudden she's like oh that's where I know you from. I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, from the ultimate deck shop, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Well, a couple of years ago, my husband and I were, we were going to build a deck. And so we like got addicted to your Instagram and you were listening to your podcast and stuff. And I knew you, I recognized you from somewhere, but I couldn't <laughs> place it. But now I know. Anyway, we just like, we just built it ourselves though. And so, so I was like, I don't, I don't know if she ever actually bought the material from us or not. But so that was the end of that. Then today we go into the orthodontist appointment for my son and the actual orthodontist guy comes in and he's like, Hey, Shane Chapman. <laughs> like, uh, Whoa. Yeah. He's like, how are you today? Good. From the ultimate deck shop. Right. And I was wearing this shirt. So it wasn't a hard read. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I listened to, listen to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, Oh really? I was like, yeah. And you guys did a deck for us a couple years ago. I was like, Oh, and I didn't recognize the name or anything, but he's like, yeah, my wife owns dandies ice cream. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, we supplied that one. Like, mm -hmm. Everfo built it, but we supplied mm -hmm. the material for it. He's like, and yeah, my wife is on your podcast. It's like the 18 or something. This was the other one, the other yeah. podcast. That's right. They're 18. He's like, I really like it. I listen to a few podcasts, but honestly, that one's like, it was really good. So the other anyways, 18. The other 18 podcast is the one that he knew. It happened 18 months I ago. What happened? <laughs> uh, I didn't want to like blow up his life today and let him know there's another one. Hey, if you like that, if you, you like that, out? just wait. If you, if you've enjoyed the other 18, check out anyway. So there's my fun stories. Business wars. Double famous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. If you like, if you like the other 18 and you feel like you want to listen to something with no value, check out the ultimate deck podcast. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing? Are we getting on with it or what? I think Wade had a story. Okay, sure. Oh yeah, you did. Or are you going to save that for later? But what? Stain story. Stain. Said, no, no, no. Never mind. I won't write it down. I won't forget. Was that for the... That's for there. Okay. Let's okay, we'll start with it. the stuff then. Well, then we'll get on to it. Episode 187. Yeah. Leave some time around number 16, 17, whatever. <laughs> okay. You and all your friends are idiots and here's what. <laughs> That's so good. So today's topic is how, how many minutes? I, how many minutes? How many minutes are we in? Uh, 10 I listen to the... Not bad. I listen to the other podcast let's choose some more of that up then <laughs> excellent i listened to the last podcast while i was driving out to uh colesdale 20 minutes of us talking about texas yeah that one. <laughs> yeah yeah 
And it was super funny because Shane at one point said was like hundred episodes in Bryce finally hits his stride. Cause you got the buttons working and you yeah. got like new stuff in there. Uh, and I felt like that those buttons have really provided value to that. <laughs> As I was listening to the yeah. podcast, I was like, this is way better. Yeah. Why did this take so long? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We bought the board like a year and a half ago and just, just learned how to use it. Anyways, so. the topic for today, this makes a great armrest, this thing right here. Topic for today <laughs> is unexpectations of building a deck. Yeah. You'll have to look that word up because well, I don't think it's sense. in many dictionaries. No, not yet. They add words all the time. We could... Uh, Make a, make a go of it. it. Yeah, make a case for it. What we're talking about is things that a homeowner probably isn't expecting, but shouldn't be like shocked or caught off guard or blow up about that happen during a deck build. These are yeah. normal. These are normal things that can happen. So don't lose your cool. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to say anything now. <laughs> At some point, Wade now doesn't have to watch. be here anymore. Yeah. Wade's a hologram and some buttons. <laughs> That's all Wade is. Like when we had Bernie Sanders in the oh. <laughs> uh, Mick Condex says, whatever happened to the other, te- other 18? Well, we recorded another episode in March at a home show. And we did. Have not released it yet. No. We struggled to get to episode the one after that. Yep. We're going to fire it up again here right away because... We keep talking about it and whatever. And he also says Mango Monster is the best one. Yeah. Oh, wow. So are we, getting a, choice. are we getting a monster sponsorship? And uh, TC, TC Dex agrees. So maybe we should go for that. I just, it was the first time I grabbed it. Okay. So unexpectations of building a deck for the homeowner. Right. What you, what you don't want to have happen. Don't fall off your chair. If these things happen, they're entirely normal. Yeah. They happen all the time. They happen on almost every deck. Number one, the quote will be higher than you think. Yep. Just, just about guaranteed. Why is that? Well, because most people have no idea what a deck's supposed to cost. And because the websites that they go to and mm-hmm. are provided by the deck like suppliers, those right. calculators are completely inaccurate. We so, talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Kyler, when you don't know something, what do you do? Google it. For those it. who doesn't, he hasn't like, <laughs> he Googles it. <laughs> he Googles it, right? So of course people are going to be like, how much is my deck going to cost? Well, they do that and they get trapped in these stupid websites that tell you a deck's going to cost a fraction of what it's actually going to cost. Yeah. Because the people yeah. that make the calculators are invested in Should selling deck there. material. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. They're going to lie to you. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> so it's going to cost higher than what you think. Cause you, cause most people just don't know. Right. You ask them what's your budget. And they're like, well, I, like, I don't know. It, it is what it has to be, I guess, but I don't know what to expect. Or they tell you like a really low number. Right. Because they think Cause you're going to sales guys are you. slimy. That's right. Or they go to a calculator and it says this deck of this size should cost $5,000. Why such a deep voice on that calculator? Because that's what, what calculators would, sound like. Wouldn't it sound better if it was delivered softer? Well, what do you want to calculate? This deck is yeah, going to cost five grand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, would, I would, you don't want a calculator that sounds like that. No, but I think it was like, like elevator music. I don't know? even remember the voice I used, but like, I, I think I tried to choose a voice. that's like Morgan Freeman. You know, in movies, yeah. You know, in movies when the houses are all automated and you just wake up, yeah. like, hello, Jeeves was, what's my morning going to be like? Like a, like a Pierce Brosnan. Right. And so they're smart now. They yeah, should yeah. sound smart. Right. They should probably have a slight English accent, right? Ooh. I think they should sound like... You and all your friends are idiots, and here's why. <laughs> and that could work, too. <laughs> so the quote's going to yeah. be higher than you think. Don't be shocked by it. Chances are the quote you got is probably what a deck's roughly going to cost. But if you're worried about it, get a couple more quotes and just cross-reference it. Just, But don't be shocked that your, your calculator online said it's five grand, and the quote comes back, and it's 12. And of we'll course, deal with this later. Fine. Sorry, I didn't, okay. didn't mean to hit that one. You have to cut his fingers off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't be shocked. Number two is good chance the contractor you have over to quote your deck is likely booked up. Yep. So if you're choosing a. You're for sure not the only person he's seeing. Right. <laughs> today. Today. This hour. He's not going steady with you. Yeah. Right. He's not going steady with you. <laughs> it's not an exclusive relationship. It could be. But back to number one, that quote's going to be a lot higher than you think. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like him to spend the rest of summer with you. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be an expensive deck. He will charge accordingly. <laughs> you imagine that doing that though? Imagine you were just like a one person, like a two, like a one crew. Yeah. You and you and a, and a buddy. You and yeah. a guy. And you're just like, so you, get, you follow, you get a rich dude and he's like, I want your full attention all year. What's that going to cost? And you're like, ooh. 200 grand in labor. <laughs> Sounds good. Boom. Check written. Can you imagine? 
Like those people exist. That would happen for somebody. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not me. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was pretty close. That one job you did in White City. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It was yeah. like, what's this one going to cost? Oh, 250000 was like, sounds good. And you were like, yep. 450000 <laughs> <laughs> Can I take that back, please? Yeah, we call this the Telemiracle deck. Where are we going? <laughs> Higher. Uh, plan ahead. That's the point of this one. Like, if you want a deck by May 1st to enjoy for your May long weekend, you better start talking to people in the winter. October. Like, yeah, before Christmas is better, but certainly don't expect anything, any good news after February. Like, guys, yep. book up. It happens fast. If you have a contractor that's like, I can start tomorrow, that's a red flag. <laughs> like, <laughs> if they it ain't really busy is. in yep. this environment, like, something's wrong. So, yeah. plan ahead. The contractor's likely booked up. You are, you call them in April and you're hoping for like May and you hear back August. Don't be shocked. That's normal with good contractors. Have you ever heard that, like, the, the, I don't know if it's like an acronym or a story or whatever, but there's, there's basically three, uh, components to a project. It's either good or fast or cheap. Yep. And you only ever get two, two of the three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. it. Right. Yeah. There you go. That is, that thing is like really accurate for being a simple little meme thing. It really like is accurate. Yeah. TC deck says my first thought of a calculator voice was the nerdy scientist from the Simpsons. Oh yeah. Oh, professor Fink. You got it. Do you have his voice? Uh, no. I don't is that the guy? Is that, no, is that the guy talk? Like, okay. Does he have like guys, a bit of a crack, no. cracky, like a nerdy, I'm like getting close, nerdy raspiness. Just put your phone on, listen to it a couple of times. You'll be ready. Yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> Number three is the contractor may charge for a consult. That's not the worst idea. Some do, some don't. But don't be surprised if you're, if you call somebody and say, I'd like you to come over and measure my yard and like go through my options with me. If they say that sounds great, we can schedule it. I just need you to pay this $200 consult fee or $100 or $500, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon for that to be a thing on, on contractors that are operating like a, a real business. Yeah. <laughs> because that costs them money and time to do that for free. It also weeds out tire kickers. And that's why they do it, right? If you want somebody's attention, uh, you should want to pay that hundred dollars because you know, you're not competing with a whole bunch of people that are wasting that guy's time. He can actually pay proper attention to your projects because he's weeded out the 75% of people that are kicking tires. Yeah. So don't be shocked. What you could do rather than asking if they, if they can remove that or if they have to charge that, ask what happens with it. Ask sure. if it's rebated back. Just be like, no problem. But is that rebated back when I build the deck? And if they say no, then it's like, okay, well now you have to weigh that. And many, many do. I think it's probably majority of them likely do. Right. It's like I charge 150 bucks up front, but if you decide to go with me, that will be applied against your final bill. Perfect. And if you don't, well then that was the cost of me coming out and spending, you know, an hour with you on site and then two hours prepping your estimate yep. and potentially design work. If they do that, who knows? Like they've invested five, six hours in there. The hundred bucks is a bargain. Well, they the give, you, they give you something, right? They give you information and a prepared quote. And a, yeah, yeah. 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 And so others will be like, I'll give you a ballpark quote for free over the phone. Yeah. But if you'd like me to come out and like, you'd like our estimator or our project manager or somebody to visit with you on site and give you time and money, then they might charge a consult fee and that's okay. Yeah. They're not trying, they're not trying to screw you. Um, and even if they don't review that back, Let's be honest. If you're about to spend twenty five to fifty thousand dollars on a deck, is the hundred bucks like? Is that really the might be the one? Is that the show? Could be this. Could be. I the don't straw. think so. <laughs> like, could be the straw. You never know what it is. You never know what it is. I mean, it almost doesn't matter what size the deck. Like, because a standard deck, what costs five grand now? Immaterial. Immaterial. Exactly. For us, for, for an average treated for deck, an average small treated deck, deck. Turtle only, maybe. Yeah. That's so, like a hundred dollars is still. Less yeah, than even a percent. Even the smallest deck ever, hundred <laughs> bucks is like a fraction of it, right? And if you're sitting there thinking like, there's zero chance, no way I'd pay, then you're who they're trying to weed out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry to break the news to you. Uh, number four, the contractor may be tardy in his replying to you. Communication might be a little bit slow depending on the time of year. Mm -hmm. Now, some of these places are very big operations with people that work the phones and they have admin assistants and you know, secretaries, whatever word you want to use these days, somebody on the phone, that's their job is to be there for when you call. Some people though are everything. They're wearing all the hats. Yes. And if that guy's wearing all the hats from 7am to 5pm, he's probably out building a deck. Yeah, so you're if not, you're trying to get a hold of him in the middle of the day, it just may not happen right away. It's like you're, you've taken a lunch break or a coffee break and you've all of a sudden need to call him to let him know something. Yep. You might not get a reply right away. Yep. 
because he's you're working. not the only person he's right, dealing with. You're not with. exclusive right now. <laughs> and I remember this blowing up on Facebook somewhere a couple of years ago, like during the pandemic when things were going crazy and it wasn't a deck guy, it was like a window guy or something like that. And people started like giving him bad reviews or like kind of talking crap. They'd ask like, who should I use? And people were like, use this guy. And he'd be like, I've tried calling him. I'm not using him anymore. I've tried phoning him twice and he's not replying. So it's over. And that guy eventually, and there were people like, well, that's odd. Like he's usually really, really good. And so they, some people tagged him and he came in to the thread and was like, like, I apologize, but you would not believe you would. There's no way you could even comprehend, comprehend how busy I am right now. And he took screenshots of his call log from one day. I don't even think it was a full day for a couple hours. And the, yeah. the guy was getting phone calls every four minutes. It was wow. just wild. And he's That's like, crazy. I cannot, I can't, I can't answer the phone during the day. I would not get any work done. Good problem. So, so I've got to carve out a day here and there to return all these phone calls. I'm sorry they didn't call you back within two or three days, but it's just like, Could if I would answer all those phone calls, nobody was getting anything no, done this year. I couldn't imagine. Right. And so if you're calling in the middle of spring and it's just wildly busy, and this is a one crew operation where the guy doesn't have an office somewhere with people hired to do that. He might take a few days to get back to you. He might take a few days, a couple of weeks to get you a quote back. Like they might just be backed up and that's, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they're bad. But that's okay. Cause you're already planning way ahead. You're right. already way, way ahead in your planning. And so you don't need the deck until fall sometime anyways. Of course. Yeah. And so that's not a huge deal. Yeah. Planning Number- is everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also the other one that's really good that I thought about today was uh, lack of preparation on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. No, I said it in mm. bold. Mm. <laughs> and now mm. you know. Now you know. Hey, God, that was really good. Yeah. That quote plus that <laughs> button right there at the same time was absolutely golden. Number five, the permit may take a while. Oh, yeah. So there's often people who are like, okay, I'm ready to go. I want you to start right away. And it's like, even if the contractor does have availability in a week or two, mm-hmm. you may be held up in the permit process because that's for sure who I blame. Yeah. Depending on, <laughs> depending on the area, some places are good. The some city. places can turn around in three to five days. Yeah. Other yeah. places take three to five weeks. Yeah. Sometimes right. there's been summers we've experienced where it's like, you're waiting two months for a permit. That's for a deck. Yeah. <laughs> if it's some other bigger project, sometimes those things drag on for months upon months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you like if you're doing gazebos and roof lines and you have to have all of like, if you got roof trust plans that have to go through. Yeah. It just depends on how busy the year is for the, like as a whole, what's yeah. the economy doing? So if you have a deck that's like really high, like, like then there's going to be a walkout underneath. Mm-hmm. Is, does that count as a roof? Does it have to be structurally? No, but it, that's a just deck a, already has to be structurally like a capable lot. of taking <laughs> a load, right? <laughs> right, Bryce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, even the low ones, they want to not fall. Right. So why even get a permit? But, but, <laughs> but yeah, if that, if that deck above wasn't a deck and it was just like a roof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it can hold snow, it needs to be, it needs to, uh, it needs to have a permit. Um, so don't be surprised by that. Sometimes it's out of the contractor's hands and you're waiting on permitting. Number six, the permit application may get denied. Oh. And that's not necessarily... A bad thing. A bad thing. That's maybe a good thing. Or the fault of somebody. It's not necessarily that your contractor doesn't know what he's doing. It's that sometimes things get missed. Sometimes there's a mistake. Sometimes there's a new rule that came in that nobody knew about. Sometimes there's just maybe your build has a unique little scenario that they want to have some extra eyes on. They want you to get an engineer or something. Like they may deny it at first. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that it's been done wrong or like whatever. It's just part of the process. Yep. They're just going to, all that's going to happen is they're going to put the permit back to the contractor or whoever applied for it and say, we need you to address these things. Yeah. Or clarify these. Clarify this. Upgrade upgrade this, but we need you to, you to put it in writing and and sign off. We can't just say like, use this. So that's okay. Yeah. It's probably just a fix. And then they're not allowed to advise, right? Like the city is not allowed to advise on how to do things. They can only accept or deny that's crazy. Whatever you propose. I'm sorry. That's, that's mm-hmm. nuts. We're not allowed to help you with a solution. You have to tell us what you're going to do and then we'll tell you if it's right or not. <laughs> How do you know it's right? It seems like a good like scene for a skit somewhere or something. It's on like a contractor sitting across from a permit person there. And it's like, <laughs> uh, this is wrong. You'll have to change those to something that's going to work for us. Okay. Uh, what's going to work for you? I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. Okay. About, uh, how about, this slide paper back 
Uh, no, not that. Slide paperback. Right. Oh, it really happens like wow. that. Oh, this. Uh, no, not that. Right. Can you just tell me what it has to be? No. Keep guessing. <laughs> like, because <laughs> they're not allowed to influence how you build. But right. they are. No. Because they're just you, approving how you build. Isn't that influencing? Because <laughs> if you don't build it that way, then they can't. I think if you, you don't get a permit. To, if you listen to the last podcast, you probably know where I stand on <laughs> how I feel about the city. Uh, Mountain View Joel says in Wade's next profession, he's going to deny every permit first just to make sure it's damn right nope. and do it out of spite. No, they'll all go through and then the inspectors will all be held accountable for them. Yeah. We were talking about this before, <laughs> all before the podcast. All go through. Yeah. Out like, in the war room there. We're like, when we were coming up with the, the list here and it was like, it's going to get to the point after people listening to our podcast and listening to these decks falling off houses that people are just gonna be like, the inspector shows up and is like, all right, everything looks good. And the people homeowners gonna be like, nope, you better find something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trusting that you're not just walking away with a check mark here. If you could at least crawl under there, please. You're going to look at that again. So good. Uh, no, I'm telling you, it's all fine. No, it's all I'm fine. not accepting that as an answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You find something wrong now. <laughs> uh, number uh, seven. You haven't been doing check marks. That's why you don't know where you're at. Right. You I have asked. a pen. I know you guys. I don't know how to use it though. Um, <laughs> number seven is your start date may move around a little bit. Mm. So a lot of people are like, I want to know what day you're starting. And you're like, okay, sounds good. June 17th. And then oh. you get closer to the date and it, and it might move. And that's just like, that's not because the necessarily, some of these things could be the fault of the contractor if you've picked a bad contractor, but sometimes good contractors even have time, a tough time holding to a schedule down to that precision. It might be, you get closer cause you might be booking the six months out too. Right. And it might be like, we're, we're booking it around this time and things might go wrong on previous jobs or permits might get no, held they up. Do or, go wrong. Things yeah, they do, do go, go wrong. wrong. Things go wrong so on every job. All you can expect from your contractor is to keep that communication line open to be like, heads up. We're a, you know, a month out, if you know you're two weeks behind now, give those people a call and be like, heads up, we're, we're tracking about two months behind here. We had a water main break, like whatever it is. Right. Um, so we're gonna have to push the job back a little bit. But don't be, don't be surprised that happens. I got drawn for elk and so now I'm busy. I'm like, right, yeah. your contractor's like, uh, sorry, I gotta spend a week scouting and I gotta spend a week hunting. And so we're like, we're two weeks delayed and you're not getting your deck in <laughs> September, like I said, cause well, I got drawn. <laughs> but if I get something, I'll bring you some elk steak. Okay, that's fine. Another thing that can happen is that the number eight can happen. Uh, construction itself may take longer than expected. So mm -hmm. a lot of companies that have done this for a long time will know pretty accurately how long a job might take, but you never know what comes up in the middle of a job. It may take yeah. a little bit longer. So if build a buffer in there, if you've got a wedding on July 20th, don't book a deck on to be build built on July 10th. That's going to take eight yeah. days. Build it the year before. Right. Yeah, exactly. Give a buffer in case things start late or things take longer to do during construction. Yeah. And it might not even be any fault of the contractor. The supply chain hasn't been super strong the last couple of years. Right. There could be a variety of reasons why that might take longer. Yeah. And you might be missing one piece of fascia. Yeah. And then it can't like, of course you could have the deck at that point without the fascia, but like it might take a while. It might be a special order thing. It might take four that or five weeks to might come be in. holding everything together. Yeah. That might be a <laughs> significant the, part of the ability of that load, deck to take loads. Load bearing so, fascia. Load bearing fascia. You never know. Mm -hmm. Number nine, uh, the reason it's going to take longer is because there will be surprises along the way. As soon as you start opening things up, mm. ground, houses, anything, you're Emotions. bound to find, <laughs> find surprises, right? A deck <laughs> drills piles. Well, we marked the lines. Yeah, that's fine. What did, what did you just A say? A deck drills piles. <laughs> <laughs> requires piles to be driven. You've that's got to better. dig Nailed to it. build a deck. <laughs> But you got to dig a hole to, to build a deck. You have to dig a hole. And there's things in the ground that you can't see. Mm -hmm. Like best you lines. can do is get the lines marked, but they're not all marked all times. Not always. So sometimes there are like a homeowner has run a line somewhere, or sometimes there's a line that wasn't marked, wasn't known. It wasn't marked. Sometimes it was just inaccurate and it was off. Sometimes mm -hmm. the ground has shifted. You just never know. Sometimes you're going to hit some shit and, and it's not the fault of the contractor. Nope. How were they supposed to know that was there? But it happens. Everybody's, Done it. You hit a fiber optic line. Well, that wasn't marked. Shit. You hit a water line. Well, that wasn't marked. There's all sorts of things you can hit in the ground. So, and those lines are hard to find anyway. Or you hit a lines. giant rock. 
and that can delay things. Also, yeah. you're bringing some equipment or you got to re like move piles and redraft this thing and whatever, like yeah. all that stuff can take time. I need to dig a hole and attach to the rock, fill it back in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing's huge. It's not going anywhere. It's not moving anywhere. Then there's attaching to the house. You got to pull off the old deck. If there's one there, well, you don't know what, what's behind that deck until the deck's gone. You pull it off for sure. Oh, rot. All of the sheathing's rotted out. Mm-hmm. All your rim joists is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's going to add some time to the job and some cost. And again, that's not from lack of preparation or expertise of the contractor. It was like, that just happens when you start digging into things. It's no different than interior home renovations. You pull the drywall off, you find stuff all the time. Pepsi max bottles. <laughs> like could be anything. Right. I just saw a post about that the other day on some Facebook group. Guys. Some of those. I stripped this drywall off and there was like a Pepsi Max bottle in the wall. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, people hide fun. things just for fun. Yeah. That kind of stuff, right? Time capsules. Time I remember, capsules. Uh, in my old house, the first house I owned, when we pulled the countertops off, there was uh, beer cans <laughs> like in the corner cabinet where there's a void in the back. It was like, <laughs> that's where they threw their beer cans. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Nobody will ever find this. Um, but anyways, in interior rentals, it's like, it's even more dangerous. You pull, start pulling the walls off. All of a sudden you expose some like wiring that's no longer yeah, up the code. Aluminum or, wire. It's like, quick, like, put that back on the wall. Yeah. So. Um, we'll just deal with this later. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Except exactly. you can't. <laughs> um, TC Deck says, what's the name of the people that mark the utility lines in Canada called? The people that mark the utility lines. Line sniffers. That's what we call line locators. Okay. Correct term. Line locators. Yes. Get your line locates done by a line locator. Yep. So we use like in our province, we use Sask first call. Yes. It used to be dial before you dig. And then they announced Sask first call. Everyone's got, they're all, so they basically mark, what do they mark? Power, gas, and phone. Right. Yeah. They subcontract that out though. Correct. To some, I can't remember who it is. Sherm, Shermco. Shercom. Shercom. Yep. One of those guys. Used to be another company too. I don't remember. doesn't matter. Magna Electric. Magna. That was the one I was thinking. Uh, that was number nine. Number 10. You should get yourself a uh, mango monster drink. These things are amazing. My brain works again. I might try one. It's too bad I didn't buy one of those with my money. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, there's another one over there. <laughs> Not the mango one though. Oh, it's just a regular one. You did buy that one. <laughs> uh, just can't TC Dex said they call them blue steaks down there. Blue steaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Number 10. Changing things costs money. So for homeowners, if you're going to change something after that project has kicked off and has been, the planning's done, chances are people are on site and you start changing things. Uh, you can't expect that that's just going to be just, just done. Same, same. <laughs> so <laughs> for one, you might be changing the materials required and maybe you don't need more materials. Maybe Definitely. like, but if that requires somebody to go do another delivery or go pick up materials or spend more time at the yard, figuring things out or whatever, mm-hmm. that costs time and money. You might need physically more materials to do what you're trying to change or different materials or whatever. So all that stuff, anytime we change something or add something, it's going to have a cost associated with it. And certainly keep in mind if things have already been built and then it gets changed. That's more you're expensive. paying for that first part. Yep. Yep. So we and just, we just did this. The job I was at, they, uh, they changed their stairs. They built the stairs four feet wide. Homeowners came out, stepped on the stairs. was like, nope, I want them five feet wide. I was like, okay. What? But the stairs are built. And they're like, yep, doesn't matter. Please take them off and do them again. Okay. So and then so- I told the contractors, I was like, you, like, you guys have to change those. And they were like, this is such crap. Like, I'm so mad about this. I was like, no, no, no. Just keep track of your time and we'll just bill accordingly. Don't like, you don't have to be mad about it. You're going to get paid to do this. Yeah. But, and I said to the homeowners, I was like, like, we can't do these for free. And they're like, no, no, no. Can't do them for free. I understand. So yeah. Yeah. You just have to be understanding of these unexpected, unexpected expectations. And the contractor has to communicate unexpected that expectations for sure. Not a song. It's a, I tried to make it into one though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I don't sometimes know how to approach it, that. Sometimes <laughs> that was not a valid response to my, my statement. Well, that's what you got. Uh, sometimes they do have to visually see it. There was just yesterday, I think it was Hollywood Decks was live with uh, Chris Breen from Legacy Decks, and they were talking. They were in the backyard of a deck they had just built, talking about how it went. The homeowner was there, and this exact thing happened. They had framed the deck. It was done being framed, and the homeowner account was like, is that the... That's it. Shape inside. Like that's how big it is. They'd even done renderings. There was 3d renders. So there was that part of it. What more can you do? But 
relative real to his world, yard. In real world, right? he went out and it was much smaller. I think it was smaller than he thought it was going to be. Off the back from of his house. From the renders, off it the back of his house. Probably so cold like, out. Uh, yeah. It's like a tur- scared turtle. <laughs> and the whole one was like, it happens to everyone. This needs to change. This has to be bigger. I can't. That's not it. And so, again, he was fine. Like, there had to be a cost associated. Obviously, the framing, the framing, it was framed. They had to pull all that apart. They had to go order new lumber from the Their lumber yard. They had people. to order new decking, which was a special order product. That took more time to get it in now. They had to order all this new stuff. And so, that took time and money out of the contractor's pocket. So that needs to be reimbursed. The materials change. That has changed. There was materials wasted because they couldn't use some of what was yeah. already there. Good with so. us coming back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See you then. But rolling back to number um, eight, construction may take longer or sorry, your start date may move. Yeah. This is why this is one of the reasons why the job before you might've changed a bunch of stuff that no contractor could plan for. Right. So if that was like mid job, they're like, we need to change this. And it added two or three days to that job. Well, unfortunately that kind of, that kind of messes everybody's schedule after yeah. that. So, and sometimes it changes where it jumps forward too, because if I was doing that job, right. And the, and the homeowner came out and was like, I want to change all of this. Like, this is all different. We need new material. Yeah. We need blah, blah, blah. I would say, sounds good. I'm going to throw some plywood down here so you can walk on this frame for a couple of days and then I'll be back. And then I would phone the next person on the list and be like, you're about to move ahead two weeks. Start Are you ready? Tomorrow. Yeah. Right. We're start. Yeah. We'll start noon tomorrow. Cause yeah. I'm going to spend the morning getting some stuff ready. And then you're waiting for materials to come in or something. We are waiting for like that job is now you have to redraw it. You have to reorder material and that job is now off and I wouldn't tear anything apart until I was ready to go again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then be like, okay, well it stays the way it stays. (laughs) See you in a couple weeks. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, another one that we see, Oh, I saw you added some of it at the end and I hadn't, I hadn't, uh, anticipated. Good. Ooh. Number 11, your composite deck boards will shrink. Yeah. This is a in the cold. common source of callbacks for contractors that don't specify this up front. Again, communication is that these boards will gap and shrink and customers, though, they see like, oh, it's installed and it looks so good one day. And then all of a sudden, they the know next it's in morning. a month or two or the next day, things are open and they think that that's a, that's a contractor's fault or something. It's right. like, no, that's yeah. just the materials acclimatizing and doing their thermal movement that they do. That just yeah. happens. It's not their fault. They probably did install it really nicely up mm-hmm. front, but that's an expected thing that's going to happen. So don't call them back and expect that they're going to Fix be able to it? do anything about it. <laughs> well, they could cut that board out, put a new one, and the new one's going to do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just how the material works. Every time. It's the same with vinyl siding and any, like any plastic or any material period that's outside yep. shrinks when it gets cold out. Yep. It's just Ooh. a matter of how much. Right. And with plastic, a bit. Everything. A bit. Right? Everything. Everything. Do you have a button for that? <laughs> I will next time. Yeah. <laughs> Number 12, your wood will crack, warp, and twist. Now, this is true for the frame, which may cause some funky things to happen with your railing might become slightly out of plumb at some point because something twisted or whatever. Your decking may get a little wave in it because the lumber dries out. But also, if you have... Um, aesthetic wood on your deck, deck boards, railing, etc. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised when your four by four wood railing posts crack. They're gonna. That's what happens. That's going to happen. Wood dries, wood cracks, wood twists, wood rots, wood warps. Wood does all the things. Wood would Knots. do what wood wants to do. <laughs> wood wood wants to do whatever wood wants to do. Right. Knots will pop. None of these things are a result of the contractor installing it improperly. That's what wood does. One of the nice things about the synthetic materials is they don't do any of those things. That's why people love them. They just shrink. Nice thing about the steel framing, it doesn't do any of that stuff. That's why people love the steel framing. So true. So if that stuff's going to bother you, because you see it all the time, especially in those Facebook groups, a a homeowner will sneak their way into one of these groups and be like, this happened. How do I get my contractor to come fix this? It's like, you don't. And then the crack in the wood, that's completely normal. Nobody replies and the admin removes that person. Right. Out. So understand that if you go with a material that's, that is naturally going to do that, that's, that's, you have to live with that. That's yeah. the choice you made. When you're unhappy with how your wood frame is, walk to the forest and look at the shape of those trees and then consider where your product comes from. It's twisted well, and all things and considered. Turns out they did a fairly, well, fairly good job out there, I guess. Uh, number 14. 13. No, 13. The ground will heave. 
Now, if you're building it on proper piles, this should be a non-issue for you for the most part, but that's not how all decks are built. Some decks are built sitting on the ground or not deep enough in the ground and they're built with adjustability. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to account for that. Doesn't mean your contractor did it wrong. It might be a completely accepted building practice in your area to build it that way. You were hopefully given the options and you chose that option. So when your deck sinks a little or heaves a little and becomes a little bit unlevel, that's nobody's fault. That's called maintenance on that type of system that you decided to have the contractor install. Right. Yeah. That's a maintenance. Because you thing. chose that. Right. You could have paid more for the piles that didn't do that, but you didn't. And so when that happens, that's expected. Yeah. So get out there with your little pipe wrench or whatever wrench you want to use and turn those levelers and straighten that thing out. Turn those levelers. And it's seasonal too. <laughs> <laughs> you saw where I was going with that. That's, yeah. not, that's, not, that's not a song. Well, <laughs> but it was kind of famous because it was like, move that bus. Yeah. 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 And so uh, it had the right cadence and everything. Like there. the song you made up was nothing. That wasn't even a song. Wait, if you knew the song it had in my head, though, that I was going for, it would have made more sense. I understand I botched it pretty hard. It used to be a mad TV hard. skit, though. I can't remember what song I was even going for okay. or what I even said. But um, TC Dex says he wishes Haney was listening. Not sure what we said to make that trigger that comment but number 14 the <gasps> permit like the inspection may fail potentially yeah we talked about this sorry uh, no it's okay wade get your phone call we'll all wait us and all the people in the instagram live here there's a oh, button i don't know what it's saying four of them. <laughs> what's that i don't know what this button does Do so it. i'm gonna press it whether i'm right or not is irrelevant yeah go the permit may f the there might be something wrong with the inspection and if it was built exactly as the um as the plans were drawn, then it, then it shouldn't because they told they approved it to be built that way. And if you did it that way, but if there were changes to the build or something like that, sometimes in the middle, you got to go back to permitting to get that change approved, but it's possible they come oh, okay. out and the, yeah. and the inspector, because there is some, um, what am I trying to say? Subjective opinion to an inspector. So some of them are going to want things done a certain way that others may be okay with. So the inspector can be like, now nah, that permit shouldn't have been passed. No, they can fail. They can before they approve they it. Fail the build. Oh, they can fail the build. So the permit is approved to build a deck, and then when the inspector goes out, like if they don't build it to the way that the permit was, yeah, or the way he feels like it should have been done that day. Whoa, yeah, that's true. <laughs> then he can be like, "There's some of that in there. You know, you get a crappy inspector. He's he like, I don't like the way you did this, and it's like that was how it was to be done. Well, that's not how it's done in my area, so." You're going to add a few more leg bolts or whatever it is. You're going to, you're going to change the way the stairs are landing on the ground there. I got into an argument with a inspector one time on a interior handrail. Okay. Because, uh, I did a railing that was 42 inches tall on the landing and then 36 inches high on the stairs. And he called it all a handrail and then was going to make me remove it. Whoa. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not removing it. So it's like, I don't know what it was. Maple. Probably it was all interior maple. And anyways, I ended up having to go into like the code book and I printed several pages of like railing code. You had to fight it. And I had to fight it before he would then approve or agree that what was on the landing was considered a guardrail. And what's on the stairs is a handrail because you didn't have to hold on to the material on the landing. Right. So anyways, he was, but it was all, it was just wording. And he was like, that's a handrail and it's too tall. Handrail is only allowed to be 32 to 36 inches high. And I was like, fair. That's not handrail though. That's guardrail. And he was like, nope, it's handrail. Look how it's attached. It's continuous. That's a continuous handrail. And so that was like up to him. He had just decided that. Yeah. And if you had just... no confidence... And you're a homeowner who doesn't know that. And well, the inspector yeah. shows up and says that during there. What, how do you think you react? You phone your contractor and you light your contractor up because you're like, my deck failed and you don't know what you're doing. And it's like, well, that guy has now just caused a shitstorm between mm -hmm. the builder and the homeowner. Yep. And it's not right because, again, the inspector's an idiot. <laughs> right? Not all of them. Just that one. Just that one. But... Sometimes they are though, or sometimes they're having a bad day and they feel like taking it out on somebody else. It's like, they're just not willing to forget. So they can be picky sometimes and that can result in them being like, I shouldn't say fail, but they can say like, I'm not giving you a final, 
final uh, approval off. here. You have to do okay. something else. Change something. Yeah. But the problem with the homeowner, if they don't know that, is like, well, my contractor just hacked something up here. What just happened? Right. They're going to trust the inspector, right? Right. It may just Which be is, that the inspector's being a little bit unreasonable. Because he's day. the authority figure. Right. Whether I'm right or not is irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Um, he makes me so We just had a, a, a similar scenario here. <laughs> we had a... We had a customer recently who we had done a, there was a managed install done for them with uh, one of our contractors in Saskatoon. They did the deck. The deck was great. Everything was good. That homeowner had an engineer friend come over uh, oh, yeah. and look at the deck and said, yeah. you're missing joist hangers. The customer sends us a message, says, why isn't there any joist hangers on my deck? And to which Wade, I saw it and was like, there's no chance there's not joist hangers on that deck. There's no chance we had a contractor build a deck, looked at it and was like, looks all good to me. There's right. zero chance. But I wasn't familiar with it, so I left it for Wade. Wade's response was, there are joist hangers on your deck. And she's like, no, I had an engineer friend over and he says we need to have joist hangers here. I was like, well, what are you talking about? So then she sends a picture and she's like, here. And the picture had... It was like, it showed, it like had the beam with the joist running over top and then the rim board at the end. And Wade's like, well, you don't need joist hangers out there at the rim. They're not required there. She's like, they're required to be installed upside down out there. And Wade's like, no, they're not. Nope. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, wait, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about here? Are you talking about the joist to the beam or the rim to the joist? And she's like, well, this right here where the joists are, there's nothing stopping this deck from lifting up. And he's like, oh, you're not talking about joist hangers at all. You're talking right. about hurricane ties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, we're supposed to have them. And it was like, uh, no, you don't have to. We like, there is, there's three nails spiked to that thing, which is a code approved way to attach the joist to the beam. Um, you don't have to have hurricane ties there. It's, it's been approved. It's like good to go. The deck is under a certain height. So it's like, if you're, if you're over six feet, then you require that. If you're mm -hmm. under six feet, you don't. Right. So it was under six feet. I was like, so you're fine. And then the system that we did use is fine. And yeah. so, but anyways, the so response was like, if you'd like them, they cost as much. They can be put on. And you can put them on whenever you'd like. like. Yeah. But it's not like we didn't do it wrong. But she had an engineer friend, right? And an engineer of what? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like probably not building inspector. Like, like they might have been. But even if it was, even if he's like, maybe he's a commercial engineer. And so commercial applications are entirely Way different, different than Way residential. Different. But to not even know the proper name of the bracket he's requesting raises flags to me. But it's because title means he's right. And you guys did my deck wrong. How many things? Yeah. How many decks has he built? Zero. Yeah. He has not built a single deck. Otherwise he would have known what it was. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's a throwback to the last podcast a little bit. USMC Scott says, I had a three hour conversation with the ICC international code council oh, yeah. state mm -hmm. rep yesterday. He said inspectors are picky when they are uneducated and would rather fail you than approve something they aren't familiar with. He also said engineers design things all day that don't meet code. So he said an engineer stamp is irrelevant in many cases. Agreed. What? Yeah. I agree. So there you go. Get rid of those two positions. <laughs> <laughs> Number 15, your lawn may need to recover. If you've had a lot of construction happen in your backyard, uh, there's your lawn has experienced a lot of traffic and, and things that it wouldn't normally experience. So yep. it's pretty unfair for you to fall up and be like, you guys were walking through the same spot in my yard all uh, well, yeah, we were there for two weeks and we take the most efficient path to get to where we're working. No, we're not changing the path every day. Make sure you're like, sometimes there's going to be a little, it'll take some time for your, your foliage and your grass to recover again afterwards. It's sometimes materials is. sitting on the grass. If you don't want it there, make sure you say ahead of time, please don't put materials on the grass because if it stays in the grass for longer than three days, it's going to kill some grass, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you got to be grass will come back. proactive about that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Expect that if there's a lumber sitting on a spot for a few days, it's going to, it's going to take some time to recover afterwards. Yeah. So don't right. chew your contractor out. It is what it is. You, you chose this. There's a mess you before it gets this. better. So yeah, and that's part of it. You chose this. You wanted the renovation. If you don't want your yard to be messy, then don't get the renovation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the equivalent of like, I want to rip out my entire kitchen and these three walls and then complaining that there's dust in the house. Pretty dusty here. <laughs> like, that's a I side effect. I can't use my stove even though I'm getting the kitchen replaced. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's sitting on your driveway. That's <laughs> you why you sure, can't use it. You sure can. Let's run an extension cord. That'll be $14,000. <laughs> <laughs> Number 16, you will regret not doing composite. Oh, yeah. That was the one I was going to be like, well, I got a story for this one. So composite? No, composite. It's composite. Comp it's composite. 
You won't regret doing composite. You will. Re- <laughs> you will regret. Uh, you'll regret doing wood. <laughs> so if you're can now, not everybody. Some people are like, I want wood. I know I want wood, and and it's not a budget play. Right. It's they want real wood. That's they want they wood. Want. They won't regret it. Mm-hmm. But somebody who's like, I'd really like to to do composite, but for budget reasons, I'm not going to. I'm just going to like save a few dollars and do this. That person, nine times out of ten, regrets it within three years. Hmm. And hard, <laughs> hard enough that they often come back and change it at that point. So Tell now me. they've, now they've <laughs> priced like yeah, uh, me, you did, they that. come back and they spend do, more I, money yeah, now. Wood deck. So it ends up costing them more. So the customer was for both in yeah. the store on Monday and he had picked up some stain on Saturday. It was like, went through all these stain samples, some oil. Yep. Bought a bunch of q samples, took them home, tried them. And it turns out the samples weren't exactly the same as what the stain was. So then he tested it was like, I choose this color. Then they stained the railing and it turned out it was a different color. And so there's like, there's three factors there. The tints are different than the actual stain Mm -hmm. slightly, but not a lot, but, but it happens. Mm -hmm. The wood that is used for railing is different than the wood that was used for the deck. And so like, it might've been a darker part of the tree or a lighter part of the tree, different type of density of wood. It's like, well, that's a factor. Different types of wood than what the sample is Could have been too. a different type right. of wood than the sample. It could have been. So anyways, there's a bazillion factors. So he did not like the color that happened originally. I was like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. We could try a couple different samples here, but I think ultimately what, it, what happened was the material ended up being lighter than he wanted. It wanted it a little bit darker. And I was like, so you have a can of Q-Tech and you've poured a tint into it. So why don't we pour a darker tint in there and then right on the top, one tint of gold tone, one tint of pecan. And that's what, that's what you've added there. Stir it up and then use a custom tint color. Right. And so maybe that, maybe that would work for him. Anyways, as he goes through the story of telling me what he has done to this deck in the last five years, six years, six years, I think. So he bought it, treated it right away. Uh, didn't like the stain that he'd used there. So belt sanded it all off. What? Wow. Tried it again. And that After that, deep. belt sanded it off again. Not Q-Tech. This is like he used, oh. he used somebody else's product. He wouldn't have a deck left if he used Q-Tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My two by four is now a one by two. So the first, the first deck he did was some like box store product and then it all shaled. So, Weird. So he, <laughs> so he belt sanded it off. Then the other one was from a paint company. And it was like, a, it was a reputable stain and it also like molded and, and failed. And Never so he seen that before sanded it all off again with belt sanding and he was getting ready to do his deck this year. And he was just like six years ago, I paid three grand for that deck and I am now at nine. Could have paid five. Yep. He's like, I'm now at nine with belts, time and stain. And he was like, and I didn't do the composite because it was going to be less expensive. And he's like, it's not even, we're six years in and it's I'm going to be now, more expensive. Yeah. Now I'm not only the financial, but he much. probably hates his deck. Like well, he, every time he looks at it, he's it's a job. Well, because it's, it's the wrong, job every year, wrong color for two years, then belt yeah. sanded off, then wrong color for two more years, then belt sanded off. It was like, fine, I'll try this. Right. And I was like, I think you should pull the boards out and put composite on. <laughs> it like, still be cheaper. <laughs> right. It's, it's like anything that you, you know, needs to be done but you're trying to avoid it. You look at it. It's just like a source of stress for you. That's just, your deck is supposed to somewhere to go relax. He probably looks at it every time. and just like, <laughs> just gets like heart race a little bit. It's like, God still don't love it. Still. I've spent so much more. Like, it's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a scar. Now. And with the railing, <laughs> he took all the railing off and then ran the two by fours through a planer to take the stain off of those Whoa. and then put them back on. Jeez. Right. I, okay, there's going to get no, some quotes. Yeah. Nobody's going to touch my breath. <laughs> There's just no way that you, like, if you're even, if you're even like, uh, maybe then just wait, just wait. That's one of the things Kate Campbell said at, from HGTV was said at a trade show here in Regina. One time I watched her presentation. Her, her presentation was that her advice was if you can afford composite today, wait till you can. It's like, you don't need a deck today that bad. <laughs> Well, and you even if you do, yet. even if you do need a deck that bad, like say it fell off your house, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do a small one. Just do a little, like a, just, or, 
or put together a plan that has you putting composite on that deck in three years from now. Sure. Frame the deck, put treated lumber on there and like just buy that cheapest and face screw it, throw yep. it on. And in three years from now, pull that treated lumber off and tape the joist and put composite on. Don't stain it. Not even one time, but have the, yeah. Anyways, when we talk to people all the time that are just like this, they come in to buy composite and they're like, I built my deck four years ago. I am not, I'm not so staining over. it this year again. Yep. I'm done. I'm over. So what can we do for a composite? Can I still use my framing? Yeah. If it's only four years old, sure. Mm-hmm. Throw some G tape on there. Yeah. you be fine. Put your new decking down. All good. And they're like, we, just, we should have never bothered this. We like last year we spent all this time and it's money on staining this thing and we hate it and we're just not going to do it anymore. You could just do what I do and just not stain it. Yeah. You could do that too. Just let yeah. it do that for five let years it rot. and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, deck protect says, yes, sir. Clean and oil that deck every year. That's the other thing people don't understand is like when you decide to go wood, it's like it requires annual maintenance. How long is this oil going to last? Well, a year, like you could stretch Maybe it two. But on a, on a, on a deck board surface, it's getting lots of foot traffic and sun and rain and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like that's, if you really want it to last, it's probably an annual maintenance thing. Oil it every spring. It's so funny. They, fall. they ask you, like customers will ask, well, like how long does it last? Well, you already know the answer. You already know it's a one year thing that you're doing, but you want me to tell you it's three or four. Yeah. But you might get three or four on your fence or on vertical things where the sun's not hitting it as harsh of an angle and people are water walking on it, on it. walking yep. on it. It'll last a lot longer in those cases, but yep. on the deck floor, it's like one, maybe two years. But if you wait two, like you're just, you're just prolonging it. Like uh-huh. the more often you do it, the better. And they also think, well, it's pressure treated, so it doesn't need to be maintained. Yes, it does. First coat of stain is done for you. Thanks. Like the pressure treated needs to be maintained as well. Or it looked like absolute garbage. It's not pressure treated. It's not pre-oiled. Right. It's got some chemical in it to stop, not to stop, to resist decay and mold growth and, and insects. Yeah. I mean, my resist, my dad always was like, well, it's pressure treated. It's fine. You don't even need to touch Lasts it forever. Last forever. Yeah. And it wasn't until I came here that it was like, last until it doesn't. Guess what? It doesn't. Yeah. Got so your, that's, that's got a big, your damn eyes open. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big thing. And there's still guys out there like, they'll argue with you on that. The last 30 years, you don't have to touch it. Sounds no, good. Like how many, how often do we have to see mm-hmm. with our own physical eyes decking or framing more often that's rotted yep. nowhere near 30 years old. Yep. Seven years old. Cause it's 11 that young old. wood. 16 years old. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't. It pressure tree doesn't not mean it's going to last forever. Yeah. Well, was, I tore a deck out that was been there since 1987. Yeah, because they used yeah. anthrax to treat it or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you had, fur. yeah. You had arsenic with yeah. trees that were 100 years there old. Like that makes a difference. We don't use that anymore. We're not allowed yeah. to. Young trees and no arsenic. Yeah. So you anyway. also won't get cancer in your feet. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, there's that too. Choose your poison. Number 17, Wade's Edition Composite, Composite, Scratches. <laughs> That'll happen. Scratch, scratch. It's like the expectation that people have is like, like with the new car, it's like they baby it and baby it and baby it because they don't want that door ding. The door ding is happening. Yeah. The door, just get it over with. You will not (laughs) own that car for 10 years and not ever have a scratch. Your Mm. decking is the same way. You will not own that forever and not get a scratch. How long did your first door ding take on your new truck? Doors are still good. Oh, (laughs) tailgate. Tailgate is not so good. Seven up can. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was, I was more than 30 days, less than 60 days. I don't know exactly. Really? It wasn't very long. That's for sure. Yeah. But anyway, this stuff, it's plastic. Like some is more durable than others. Certainly there's that. If you want a more durable decking, then ask us which ones are more durable. There's some that do stand out. There's some that scratch easier, but there's no such thing as one that won't scratch. The color is also a big thing when it comes to scratching. Color's a huge factor. Huge factor. Color and the, the, the pattern on it, the variegation or the greening can help to disguise some of the scratches yep. too. You take a dark, solid color board yep. with, with a very shallow embossing, yep. you're going to see everything on that. Kind of reminds me of those like jeans that come pre-ripped. Right? Yeah. Then if then if you get a rip, what does it matter? Yeah. yeah. Charge more. Well, we should paint deliver jeans. pre-scratch deck boards. No let's jo- upsell yeah. That happens now. <laughs> TimberTech has boards like that. I think Fortress used to. I don't know if they still do. Was it Fortress? I think so. That used to have, excuse me, the... Um, the greening, the cross 
what are they, they called? Oh, yeah, yeah. The cross scratch looked the other way. So they would have embossing that would, like, you got your linear green, like the tree, and then they'd put it the other way too, the distressed look, as they would call oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, decorators had a line like that. Didn't they? So, had, yeah, have? that, well, why do that? What about like grease What they'll stains? say is because it looks really nice, it's distressed look. Yeah. What the real reason is, because then when you scratch it, you don't notice it as much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. you get off our case. Yeah. There's also like the old, um, like Doc Sider and Reliaboard from TimberTech, the pre-capped stuff, they used to pre, they literally used to pre-scratch that with a wire wheel at extrusion process. It would come through the extruder and then the wire wheel would scratch it. It would help to like dull the color down so you didn't notice the fadings much. It would probably give it a bit of traction too, I guess. Can you imagine that like meeting? Pre-scraped. The me- I'd love to be in that meeting. And the person that came up with that, it was like, okay, we're getting a lot of flack. Our boards are scratching easy and they're fading. And somebody was like the smart ass in the corner was like, what if we just scratched it on what the What if we out? just started it? What do they want us to do? Pre-scratch Scratch it here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then one guy was like, give that guy a raise. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. That Robbie, do you think you could do that? <laughs> <laughs> sure as shit. I got some steel wool in my own. These are three-year-old composite boards. We've left them out in the sun for the last three yeah. years. That's what happened. So they don't do it with I their, wasn't in the boardroom, but that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. And then you could charge more. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's well, the thing. Well, an extra step. The TimberTech line now that has the, 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 the embossing running the other way yep. is a premium board. It's like, you want that distressed look, you have to pay. Yeah. But somebody had the flippable boards, remember? I thought it was Fortress, but I could be wrong. They, that there was like a one graining on one side. And if you flipped it, it was a distressed look on the other. So you could choose your grain style, two different embossings. Um, FPP and Scott Sheffield are both in here so they could potentially comment on that but anyway it's only a matter of time it will scratch of course you don't want it installed with the scratch that's understandable but if it shows up scratched you also don't have to freak out and have a big panic there's probably places you can cut it up and move it around right like you can cut around scratches that's fine yeah Mm -hmm. you have to deal with material defects sometimes sometimes that stuff gets a little mark on it on the way over yeah from the lumber yard part that's really unfortunate is that people what what happens is like the very first point, the deck cost more than you thought it was going to cost. Yep. And so now you want it to be pristine. You want it to be the most amazing thing in your whole house ever. Right. I was like, it's not. You're going to be outside. It's get rained on. It gets hailed on. Kids drag things across it. Dogs. Dogs happen. Yeah. Right? It's like drywall in your house. It's like, it looks Worry good day it. one. Somebody's going to bump that. Somebody's going to bump the drywall. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a dent. There is a, like, you have to and fix if you, that at some point. If you're that kind of person, just tell your salespeople. I'm the kind of person that hates scratches and I hate, it's like, oh, no problem. Here's a super light color, really durable board. Yep. You use gravel path or rope swing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, here you go. That's it. Well, that's really expensive, Mm -hmm. but you'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to spend some money to get high scratch resistance. That's typically a premium board feature. It's also going to last 25 years. Right. Or, yeah. Or Or more. I'm just warranting. At the end of that, at the end of that 25 years or 50 years, it's going to have a few dings here and there. Yeah. It just is. Well, then you're walking out with outdoor shoes and rocks and gravel and your dogs and 58 people at a time, all the time, 58 people at a time. That's like, that's a big family. And then that rolls into the next point as well. The next one was like same, same story with the railing. Railing scratches can be touched up. Yeah. And so just get a touch up pen when you buy your railing, because that will happen as well. Mm. The reason aluminum, they sell pens, Aluminum railing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Aluminum railing. Aluminum yeah. railing. <laughs> yeah, don't call it what your wood rail. Like, I'd like one of them wood touch-up pens. I'd like a wood touch-up pen, please. You can. It's the same, it's the same stain you used on your deck. You just like <laughs> yeah. grab it and then touch it up. Yeah. Well, my post has a dint in it. Well, that's the wood. This thing takes, this is the touch-up pen. Yeah. This takes care of the color. Doesn't just erase it out. <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah, your aluminum rail, it's, it. it's powder coated, but that, if you hit it enough, it'll scratch. And there's products for that spray bombs or paint touch-up pens, depending on the brand you went with that yep. can hide those scratches quite well. It's the paint pens are never perfect. Like if you go hunting for that spot again, you'll see it, but it's what it's t- doing is taking away the bright, shiny aluminum underneath that you, uh-huh. you can see from across the deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Touch it up, use a sponge to blend it in. If you need to, if the spray bomb is available, they always look better. Turn it around, thing, put the, like put the blemish to a less obvious part of the deck, like turn it out if you think you're going to use the inside of your deck more often. Turn around. There, Ooh, that's there a you song. go. That's a, that's a song. You did it. Every now and then you get a scratch on your deck and you just got to turn it around. If you get a scratch on your deck, I think you should go to the doctor. Which <laughs> is true. The deck doctor? Dr. Dex? Yeah, call him. 
Yeah. I have a scratch in my neck. <laughs> <laughs> what do you prescribe, Doc? Okay, that was it. That was 18 glorious things that as a homeowner, you probably aren't expecting, but now you, you know. But you should. You should expect these things. Yeah, you should. If they happen, don't freak out. They're normal things. There's probably a remedy or an explanation. And if you do freak out, call Shane. He'll help you. Don't call me. He's pretty good at it. Yeah, he'll tell you you're being dumb. I'm awful. I can be a real prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's all for us today. Thanks for tuning in. 18 reasons. Read them, listen to them. Know for your next deck project. Don't chew people out for no reason. See you next week. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Uh-huh. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.